Well, good afternoon, everyone. Usually I am coming to you at 10 a.m. Pacific time, but today we have a special edition of Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story to tell, and our Wonder Women in Business podcasts give a voice to those women whose story is meaningful, moving, and compelling. We share these stories with the world so that in these women's shining, they can give permission to others to shine as well. Today's guest is Pamela Cohn. Pam, thank you so much for being here. Um, you've been on the show before. It's time for a new show because you have new ideas and you've been up to new things. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you so much, Susan. As always, I love talking talking to you. Um, yes, a lot has happened since we last chatted. Um, I am working still part-time for Milliman, which is a um, actuarial consulting firm around the globe, focusing on building their corporate social responsibility and sustainability program. But at the same time, um, in my other full-time job, I'm working to build uh, consultant company Amity Advisory, where I work with other professional service firms to build their corporate social responsibility and sustainability programs. So I have now to with say that's huge. That is huge. I don't know if people understand um, what, okay, so for the layperson listening, what exactly is CSR? What is corporate social responsibility and, and how is that important? I mean, right now we're focused mm -hmm. so much on D&I and you know, business development. Tell, tell me what is CSR? Well, I'm so glad you asked um, because I th think historically businesses have looked at CSR and sustainability in very isolated silos. So for instance, they have a DNI program or they have a recycling program or they have a program that gives back to their community, but they don't look at it as a strategic part of the way they do business. And I think what is changing in the business community over the last several years is this realization that stakeholders expect businesses to have a voice, they expect businesses to behave in certain ways, and they expect businesses to um, be engaged in certain social issues. So corporate social responsibility and sustainability in a more comprehensive way sits in the boardroom and understands and is integral to the strategy of the company. And they make decisions um, on behalf of the company that fit with their corporate social responsibility and sustainability program. So well, for instance, yeah. that includes, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna ask you, give me an example. And then I wanna know what, you know, I know you and I adore you and I think you're brilliant, but for the listeners out there who are going, well, what makes you an expert in this? Mm. Um, give me a few examples and then tell me, you know, why you? Um, I, I wouldn't consider myself an expert yet, although I certainly have done a lot of work over the last three to five years. Where we first saw this um, increasing interest was coming from clients of the firm, where uh, uh, substantial questions were part of the RFP process. They wanted to know what the firm was doing with respect to social responsibility and sustainability, and they were looking not just for output, but outcomes. How are you measuring the impact? So that's where the interest came from. Um, so because we saw this increasing interest from our client base, um, somebody had to take 
this on um, in a more concerted effort. And so I stepped out of the chief marketing officer role where I had served for 15 years and stepped into this global social responsibility role. At the same time, I attended a graduate program at St. Mike's at the University of Toronto, um, starting in the fall of 2017 and then just graduating uh, a month or two ago. Um, and that program really forced me <laughs> and allowed me to dig much deeper into um, not only the soft part of corporate social responsibility, but also the very detailed um, science part of corporate social responsibility and sustainability. Um, and the reason I think clients are starting to put pressure, I don't put pressure, starting to engage their providers, their service providers, their vendors, their supply chain around corporate social responsibility and sustainability practices is because many of them have become members of the United Nations Global Compact. And as such, you are expected to ensure that your supply chain, your sphere of influence, that those companies are also committed to achieving the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. So um, as more and more companies sign up for the UN Global Compact, um, you will see this throughout their supply chain, they will start having these conversations. Um, and just to give you an example of how fast the United Nations Global Compact is growing, at the end of 2017, there were 3,000 members. At the end of 2018, there are 9,000 members. Wow. So it is growing exponentially around the globe. Wow, wow, wow. So as a solopreneur, I want their marketer. <laughs> yes, yeah, they're doing a really good job. <laughs> Holy moly. But I get it, though. I get it. It's so important. And if you can't do it because it's the right thing to do, you need to do it because, you know, your clients are demanding it. Their shareholders are demanding yes. it. It will impact the bottom line. Well, yes. tell me, you mentioned that you just graduated a couple months ago. Congratulations. Thank you. It sure feels good. Yeah, this is a really, really big deal. Um, I don't want to assume this is your proudest professional accomplishment, but I'm sure it's up there. What would you say is your proudest professional accomplishment? Um, if I look back at my whole career, I would say um, it is that I was able to build and grow marketing and communications programs in four different professional service firms, um, three law firms, and then the last 15 years at Milliman. Um, and then I would say the same thing. I've, I've discovered what I enjoy the most is coming in and building and growing a program. And so now that I'm building and growing a, a corporate social responsibility program, and an independent consulting business, I'm back doing what I enjoy the most, and that is building. Um, once something is built and up and running, I'm not quite so interested. <laughs> so this has been a really um, energizing process for me. Wonderful, wonderful. So um, folks, you know that we hire people who are one, easy to work with, but we want to work with people we know, like, and trust. And I know, love, and uh, trust Pam Cohn. She's she's wonderful. She knows her stuff. She puts your best interests first and not to sound like a sales commercial at all. I'm not. I'm just saying that she's an expert in her field, uh, CMO for years and years and years. I would totally um, want to learn from you the things that you learned in the program that you're now um, a graduate of. 
So in this, however many years, and you and I don't <laughs> always say how many years, but however <laughs> many years <laughs> that we have been doing what we do, who has been your inspiration? Um, you know, I've thought a lot about this question because there have been so many, but I think the, the, the person who guided me the most throughout my career was uh, the managing partner that I worked with for more than 10 years at uh, the law firm of Davis Wright Tremaine. He was a very thoughtful, very pragmatic, very inclusive, um, wonderful person to work for. He taught me a lot, um, helped me a lot, encouraged me a lot, was very supportive of marketing, but also helped me understand what the challenges were in not just that law firm, but any law firm when you're, when you're dealing with a partnership. Um, so he was probably the most, um, had the most influence on the success of my career. He was, he was really uh, probably the best boss I've ever had. Okay, so th that's amazing. That's very nice. So a lot of people don't mention people in their past, but um, that by name, I think that mm -hmm. a lot of people from Davis Wright listen to my podcast, and I think that mm -hmm. yeah, the word will get back to him. So score, that's wonderful. Yeah. You got yes. a great boss and um, actually a, a good mentor and he inspired you. That's wonderful. And considering that I teach gender-based communication styles, I love that you were able to communicate effectively and get things done and work well with a male. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. fantastic. Yes. So, you know, speaking of that, I personally have the strongly held belief that women should lift each other up. And that's um, especially true today when we have spent so much time and money and attention on diversity and inclusivity, and we have found that it's for naught. All mm -hmm. that time and attention mm -hmm. has been lipstick on a pig is what I say, because where's the equity? You know, show me who's getting the stretch assignment, who's getting the big case, who's getting the work that pays and show me, you know, that I'm doing same or similar work as a male might be doing and I'm being judged on past performance, whereas he's being judged on potential. How yes. would you advise other women like yourself and myself to support women in business? And I think this is really an interesting question, Susan. And I read something recently that said, in part, the reason why women seem to be overly competitive with each other is they only see one or two women on the board. So they, they think that if there is only one or two women on the board, then I've got to fight to be one of those two women at the, at the detriment of others. I think it's going to take a long time for there to be a sufficient number of women at the board level or the C level or whatever um, uh, top of the ladder you want to call it um, for us to not feel that, um, that weaning out process. My personal philosophy is that all boats rise with the tide and the more you can lift up other people, um, the more you will look good. My, my dad said to me once, you can, there's two types of managers. There's a manager that steps on everyone around him, or there's a manager that lifts up everybody around him. Obviously, my philosophy is the, is the latter, that the more you can surround yourself with really competent, um, qualified, intelligent people, the better you look in their company. 
I think I just heard something this morning where somebody said it's important to lift people up while you're climbing, which I thought was a yes. terrific phrase. I um, love and, that. Yeah, isn't that great? Um, and I think it's m much more enjoyable and personally rewarding to be collaborators, not, not competitors. Um, and one of the things I'm enjoying most about this focus on social responsibility and sustainability is everybody who's working in that space recognizes that the more people who succeed in that space, the better the outcome, the better the social impact. And so you don't have this inherent competitiveness. You yeah. have you have a philosophy of how can we help each other in order to make greater progress. And that's a really uh, rewarding place to be. And refreshing, I might add. Yes, 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 <laughs> quite refreshing as well. Totally. So what has been your biggest challenge or maybe a setback that you've had to overcome? Well, I, I would call this a challenge, not a setback. I would, I would say my biggest challenge is what I'm working on right now. Um, my entire career, I have been an employee and a very successful one, and I've enjoyed my career, but that's a, that's a different um, animal than building your own business and starting your own business. And what I'm finding most interesting is for all those years that I was giving lawyers and at my last firm, actuaries, advice about how to market themselves, how to build their personal brand, how to, how to um, do business development. Now, all of a sudden, I have to practice what I've been preaching. <laughs> and it's not as easy um, as telling somebody what to do when you actually have to be methodical and pragmatic and practical about doing it religiously yourself. Um, so I'm learning a lot about myself, um, but I'm enjoying every step of the way. It's been a real fun challenge and um, sort of a new puzzle to figure out. So I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So I have to say, of course, there are tactics and tools and strategies and steps that we must take to be successful in business development. But like I mentioned earlier on the podcast, people do business with those people they know, like, and trust. And you have that. That's, I mean, you're just easy to, to do business with, easy to deal with. You're honest. You have integrity. You're funny. I mean, I think that's a big part of why people like working with me is because I'm funny. Um, mm -hmm. you're and you enjoy life. You enjoy, enjoy life, Susan. Life. Yes. And it's infectious. And it's infectious. And I think the more that we can do that, um, the more those around us will also um, be more appreciative of, of the life we're living every day. So leading by example that, you know, happiness, kindness, um, helping others. I frankly, you know, I, I think the greatest gift I give is, is, or get, I should say, the greatest gift I get is when I live in service to others. That gives me such yes. a good feeling. Uh, clearly, that's the whole premise of your business. You know, corporate social responsibility is all about doing good for others, the earth, people, all living things. Yes, and it, and it also leads right into why I chose the name I did, Amity Advisory. Um, my husband and I were just going through the dictionary, so we were still in the A's. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the word Amity means collaboration, partnership, particularly between nation states. So I thought this is exactly oh, yeah. what corporate social responsibility and sustainability is about, working together for the greater good. Um, and I just can't think of a better business to start um, at this stage of my career. 
I think that's fantastic. So yeah, so the Greek and Latin root of the word, um, like mm -hmm. April. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yep. What a great, great name. So I knew the name. I like the name, but I didn't know the meaning of the name. That's very, very unique and helpful. Uh, interesting. Tell me a little bit, uh, actually something I didn't know. I know a lot about you. Tell me something I don't mm -hmm. know or a surprising fact that people would uh, want to know about you. Um, let me see. I would think that most people wouldn't guess that in the summers of my high school years and even in the summers of my college years, I worked um, first for the Forest Service and then for a private canoe outfitters in the Boundary Waters canoe area of northern Minnesota, which is a pristine forest, national forest area where no motors are allowed. No wow. cars, no motorboats, no. So you have to do everything by walking or by canoe. Amazing. Uh, yeah, I didn't and, know that. <laughs> yeah, and it is a beautiful part of the, of the United States. Um, and when I think back on it, that may very well be where my initial passion for the environment was, was ignited. So that's what I was going to ask you. Is that what prompted you to go into this business um, that you're in now? Uh, a love of nature and all living things. Yes. And then I also think the business, the business side of it, meaning that I think businesses are realizing that current practices aren't sustainable. And those businesses who are aware and are looking to make improvements are doing it through partnerships and by joining the Global Compact. So it's both of those things together, the, the germ of the business opportunity, but the foundation of this is the right thing to do. And yes, I'm personally passionate about it. To me, it's just, it feels like such a good fit. Awesome. So you can do what you love and get paid doing it. Um, yes. You, how can I help you? What can I just name it? Wildest, you know, whatever. I may not be able to, but just if you had your wish, you know, what what would it be? How can I help you? Or maybe connect you with someone who can help you. Just tell well, me. Well, Susan, name it. as you know, you already have. I think what you're doing to help me and others like me. Um, get the better profile and and build their business has been extremely helpful. I think one of the hardest things when you're starting a business as an independent solopreneur um, is just getting exposure and name recognition. So um, if you hear of businesses who are interested in exploring corporate social responsibility and sustainability or recognize the need but don't know where to start or want to learn more about the United Nations global goals. I mean, I can be helpful in all of those things. So please feel free to reference and refer people to me. Sure, sure. Let me ask you this. So I have a lot of contacts that are general counsels, but that's not the, what would be the appropriate person mm -hmm. or, or title in a company or mm -hmm. in a law firm even that you yes. would want to talk to? Um, well, I think in some respects, general counsel um, are interested in this because they're interested in what their law firms are doing. Um, as a matter of fact, I'll be speaking um, twice this year to the conferences of buying legal counsel. So those are the people who buy legal services. Yes. Um, and the fact that they're interested in having me come to speak tells me that they're interested in figuring out what their law firms could and should be doing. So um, so, that's so, a great group. I am. Yes. I, yeah. So Sylvia, all those folks, they're doing yep. wonderful things, totally uh, breaking new ground. 
Yes. And so, I, you know, hand in hand with the general counsel would be procurement people so that they know what they should be looking for in their law firms. Within the law firm organizations, I think it's usually the managing partner, um, sometimes the CFO or the director of administration. Um, I also think often the, the partner who is in charge of a firm's social responsibility or environmental um, initiatives is sometimes their environmental practice head um, oh, yeah. because he or right because he or she has the um, legal expertise around carbon and so forth that they they often will be the ones to to be leading their firm's initiatives um, so that could be a, a chew in as well well i think that totally makes sense to me and even if they're not the right person they could certainly introduce you to all their clients who are gc's or or vice versa even the gc's mm -hmm. could introduce you to all the firms that you work with them um, i think that's fantastic i will hook up with you after this podcast and share um, some things that are going on in my head right now with you that might be able to help you if people want to reach you or want to know more about you or what you're doing um, I will put that in writing on the blog that I will create and then sync this podcast into it. I call it a blog cast. But Terrific. for those who are just listening, how can they reach you? Yes, um, my website is amityadvisory.com. And then you can certainly email me at Pamela Cone, C-O-N-E, just like ice cream cone, at amityadvisory.com. Very nice. Very nice. So Pam, I always love when we chat um, on and off air and on and off uh, the phone, mostly in person. So let yes. me know when you're going to be my way or I'll let you know when I'm out your way and we'll get together. Thanks everybody for listening. I think that Pam is onto something big. You might want to stay tuned, track her, connect with her on LinkedIn and make sure you uh, learn what your firm or your company is doing to support corporate social responsibility initiatives. It's as important as any DNI or any BD or any professional development that you're doing now, if not more, actually, to be honest. Thank you so much, Susan. I've really enjoyed this. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. We'll chat soon. Bye-bye. Okay, everybody. take care.